You're about to enter the most electrifying NFL talk show you have ever experienced. From up-to-the-minute news and notes to... <sighs> Who am I kidding? It's a wrap. Let's try this again. It's the After Further Review Podcast with Connor Forrest. Want to get involved? Send us an email to mailbag at connorforrest.com. For your questions to be read on air. What is up, Facebook? What's up there, YouTube? I know none of you asked for it, but you're certainly going to get it anyway. The After Further Review podcast is back. Connor Force alongside Sean Olette. Johnny Boy, you're looking good on camera. How are you? I'm doing well, man. It's good to see you. You know, I, I have a story I have to tell you first. Oh, it's going to be a proud dad moment for Ooh, you. I'm liking um, it. If, if you're my dad, I don't, I don't know if you are. Um, but I, for the first time in my I life, Connor, confirm, I'm not. Go ahead. <laughs> for the first time in my life, I've booked a cruise. Oh, which stop. I know you're a big fan of. I know you're a big fan of cruises. Um, so yep. my brother, my older brother's girlfriend, works for Carnival Cruises. Uh, so they get a free cruise or, or big discount. I'm not sure which one it is. And they decided that they wanted to go to Grand Cayman, uh, Costa Rica, Panama, through the Panama Canal to Colombia. So we're doing that in November of 2023. So it's you know over a year and a half away, or just about a year and a half away. Uh, and it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. It's gonna be I think a nine day cruise, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. Um, all all to those different places. So I guess the question for you is, which places have you been on a cruise? So just about every, well, first of all, I am very proud of you. That is a remarkable accomplishment. <laughs> I have been dying to get on a cruise for a while. I mean, I've been on probably six or seven cruises. I just love them. I, I will always love them. Um, you know, COVID killed that a little bit uh, during, during our time trying to get vacations planned out. So I still have to take in on a cruise, but oh my Lord, how fun are cruises? Oh my <laughs> gosh. I mean, just so much fun. So in terms of islands I've been to, probably anywhere in the eastern or western caribbean you name okay probably been have you been to grand cayman been to grand cayman probably four times i'd say and it's just it's so fun every single time i mean it's so much fun i've been to the major stops in jamaica um been to haiti been to uh, i mean most of the british virgin islands um i mean you really i mean puerto rico i mean it's just it's too much fun. I mean, cruises are too much fun. Now, what we need to do is, if I haven't died by then, uh, you haven't died by then, or <laughs> you know, we haven't gotten ourselves arrested, we will eventually have to do a who gained more weight on a vacation kind of challenge. So really, <laughs> it's just weigh yourself before the cruise, weigh mm-hmm. yourself after the cruise. Um, and I want it to be a contest where you work to gain as many pounds as possible. <laughs> that doesn't sound healthy. Oh, no, 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 no. Again, Shawnee, it's very clear, though. <laughs> We're not here for a long time. We're here for a good time. A good time, yep. It's very clear. 
with the uh, my, my Coke Zero, I'm locked and loaded. So I'm, I'm clearly planning to check out on this planet. I don't know, my mid-50s, I'd say, is just about fine for me. Um, just based on the McDoubles and all that other stuff, all the wings that I've consumed in my life. Um, you know, I know plenty of people who just keep better, you know, better track of themselves and have definitely deserved to live longer than me. So I've just accepted that fate. I'm, I'm here for a good time, but that is such good news. I'm so happy to hear that. Um, as you can hear Pug barking upstairs, he's very happy as well. He's, yeah, he's, he's thrilled for me. Yeah, it's odd. I put him upstairs and he's just like, hey, I was barking in the studio. I was trying for him to be a good boy and say, hey, listen, let's let's do the studio bit. Because I don't know if I've, I've told you this, Sean, the last few podcasts, he's just been on the chair behind me. I think um, he did mention that at one point. Yeah. Oh, he's been great. Um, and he was during our setup, during our pre-show meeting, all that stuff. He was as good as he gets. And then right as we're about to hit record, he's <laughs> like, hey, I'm going to do the Harlem Shake all over the studio. And I'm like, we're, we're not going to do that. Um, so I put him upstairs in his crate and he's still just up there, you know, doing his uh, best boys to men impression, which, you know, I'm not in on. So um, <laughs> that is Pug. But, Johnny, it's so good to see your face. This is something we've been trying to do for a while. And I finally just said, OK, we're, we're going to make this happen. So after further review is now on fa- uh, on Facebook. So we'll be we'll be going on to Facebook live. Um, you'll be able to get the video recording of our hideous faces. For each episode. Now, for those wondering in the podcast realm, if you're coming across our YouTube channel, like it's still available on podcast. You're still going to get everything that you subscribed for. You're still getting it. Um, but now you're going to get this visual um, element to it, which I've been wanting to do for a while. And we now have it set up. We got studio sign behind me. And um, we've this is our studio that that me and Sean will record in live together. Um, and uh, obviously today we're remote, but. It's something we've been wanting to do for a while. Again, nobody asked for it. I want that to be clear. No one said, hey, we need to see your face. No one, no one said that. Um, I just wanted to impose it on you, if that's okay. So uh, me and Sean both just wanted to do that. But Sean, you're looking great. It's good to see you. You're live in your uh, Arlington apartment. You got the little Patriots and the Boston Adam. I mean, you get, you're all New England yeah. out. That's where I'm going tomorrow. I'm going to Boston tomorrow. Tomorrow? I mean, you. I swear, every time I talk to you, it's, I'm going to Boston. I came home from Boston. It's like, what are you even doing? <laughs> There's sometimes you you give me like a random like pedantic reason too. Like, oh, I'm up there because I had to pick up uh, ear swabs. And I'm like, what? How? Yeah. What on earth? So tell me what you're doing up there. I'm going up there to visit family. This is a family visit vacation. Uh, going to go to Red Sox game. Uh, Celtics, you know, they're in the finals. Uh, yeah. So we're, I'm going to go uh, out to a bar. Uh, for one of the games, I guess, what is it? 2-1 Celtics lead. Again, I'm not a big basketball fan. Yeah. Uh, but that means we'll have at least game five, which will be Monday, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm definitely going to have to go to a bar up in Massachusetts for that, yeah. which is a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. I know, you know, you, uh, you DC people don't know what championships are like, but it's, <laughs> it's uh, so these, you know, these when are... you when you live through six Super Bowls, four World Series, a Stanley Cup and an NBA championship, and now another NBA Finals appearance, it's quite nice. Yeah, yeah. I again, these are the episodes you should be really happy that you're remote and not near me because this is where I would just straight up cut the recording and just hit you. Um, no, look, it's totally fine, and and, and I'm okay with that. Um, again, anytime any Patriots fan, I'm I'm just anytime any Patriots fan ever. Oh man, I can't believe Tom Brady. Let, shut up. Stop talking. <laughs> stop complaining immediately. This leave. Leave my presence and don't talk again. Um, so I'll have, I'll, you know, we'll, I mean, this happened last off season. I mean, how many times did I yell at you when we come into a, um, 
a Monday, you know, review episode of the uh, the week that was. And I'd be coming in and my commanders would be doing something and I, I would be flailing around, you know, like one of those inflatables outside of a uh, car wash or, mm-hmm. or a car dealership, just my arms flailing and screaming about whatever Washington was doing. And then Sean would come in and be like, man, same. I had something really similar. Mac Jones was, and I'm just like, Sean, shut up, stop talking immediately and leave my presence. <laughs> um, so I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure I've unofficially fired you three or four times mm-hmm. for that exact reason. So um, hopefully um, the Celtics lose and um, hopefully you have a mediocre time, but that's exciting. <laughs> Appreciate least, it. Yeah. <laughs> at least you get to fly, right? That's great stuff. So hey, JetBlue can't go wrong with that. But um, so, Plenty of things to get into. Um, you probably saw on our Instagram page, we are doing a buy or sell segment. You haven't done that in a little while. I love our buy and sell segments, Johnny. They're always very enjoyable. Um, so we're going to get into that. And uh, we're also just going to kind of give a little uh, trip around the league, touch up on a couple news and notes that uh, that we want to get into. But, um, Sean, is there anything I'm missing? I don't think so. I think we're ready for some uh, around the NFL, just some news and notes. Let's do it, man. Okay, so I got a couple written down. Cooper Cup. Signed a three-year, $80 million extension with the Rams. I think it's pretty pretty safe to say that Cooper Cup's the best receiver in football. Am I wrong, Sean? You loved him on your fantasy team last year. And, uh, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. So much. I kiss him right on the face if he walks in the door. <laughs> I love him so much. Um, three-year, $80 million extension. That's that's a big extension for him. But, I mean, for the Rams, it's you, you don't let that guy go. <laughs> you, what are you doing? Uh, and, mm-hmm. honestly, I, I think they have found a way, some way or another, and they do this every single year. They, they always go against the draft nerds. They always go up against the cap space nerds. They just say, listen, I don't care. We're just going to make it happen. And they seem to have brought a lot of the band together from last year. I mean, they, as long as they stay healthy with Matt Stafford uh, under center, you feel like that guy, um, that team led by uh, Sean McVay are, are Super Bowl contenders. Um, so $80 million extension for uh, Cooper Cup, very well-deserved. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick hangs up the helmet after 17 seasons. He played for nine teams, which everyone talked about. Everyone talks about the two things around Fitzpatrick. It's how many teams he played for and the fact he went to Harvard. So I'm going to just mention that he went to Harvard and he played for nine different teams. So I'm, I'm not really going to do anything different. Um, but I didn't realize that he, as a starting quarterback, um, starting for nine teams is the most in league history, which seems obvious, right? Wouldn't you go, yeah, I mean, who would have more than that? But it's still kind of an astonishing stat. Um, I think the funniest part about Ryan Fitzpatrick, I mean, he's such a lovable guy and obviously finished his career. Um, It kind of fizzled out in a disappointing way. Obviously, didn't even make it through half of his first game in Washington before he injures his hip. Um, But it's so funny when you see him in interviews, you just see a guy who doesn't care at all. (laughs) He just... It's like, hey, what was your most memorable stop? And he's like, I just don't know, really, or or necessarily care. I like them all. You know, Buffalo seems to have meant a lot to him because he spent, I think he spent the most time in Buffalo. Um, but Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, happy trails to him um, after 17 seasons. Frank Gore joins him as well. That's a future Hall of Famer, Frank Gore. Um, he's officially hanging up the helmet. Uh, I remember watching Frank Gore as like a, a, a little kid, like maybe seven. And the fact that I'm sitting here, with a son of my own now saying, Hey, Frank Gore retired. It's a wild, it's a wild bit. Um, but, uh, he's a definite future hall of famer, Frank Gore, um, one of the league leaders all time in yards. Something I wanted to bring up that was interesting that came out today, um, with some news that I think can eventually pivot into a conversation. Um, the Steelers say they want to lighten the load for Najee Harris, 
Which is interesting because I think that this is probably the start of a trend that I think NFL teams are smart to to begin to follow. Like we we talk a lot about that running back position, right? We talk a lot about how the depreciation of that running back position and the wear and tear these guys take and the fact that, you know, signing a running back to a humongous extension or you know, drafting a running back second overall. I'm looking right at you, New York Giants. It's just not necessarily a good investment, right? And, and why? It's just because the shelf life on these guys are is just dwindling down based on, on how much they're used. But today the Steelers came out and said they wanted to lighten the load, and Najee Harris had a couple things to say about that. said, look, I, I want to take kind of a step back. Um, in long frame of words, he, he wanted to basically um, you know, it, to become a little bit more of a running back by committee where he's just not taking the wear and tear. I I think this is a really smart thing for the Steelers. And, and, and whether teams publicly come out and say this or they don't, I think this is the way the NFL is probably trending. Um, I said this when, when Washington this year, uh, you know, you've got Antonio Gibson, you've got J.D. McKissick, and you go get Brian Robinson out of Alabama in, in, in the fourth round, and you go, you know, what's or in the, I believe he's in the third round. We go, well, what are we doing here? Taking, taking somebody in the third round. It's a running back. We have plenty of running backs. And the answer is you never want one of your guys, no matter who they are, whether they are a star running back. Um, you look at the great you know, teams in the NFL um, that have running back by committee. I'm looking right at Cleveland, right? I mean, look at look at these teams with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, um, Washington with Antonio Gibson and J.D. McKissick, like teams that can Dallas with Zeke Elliott and Tony Pollard. Like I could go on and on and on. Um, I think this is the new trend in football, and I think that this is something that teams would be smart to continue to follow, where Najee Harris is somebody they took in the first round. It's it's a guy that they really obviously want to build around, but you don't want to burn him out, right? You don't want to burn him out. Um, and like I said, you look at what's going on up in New York, and you feel like that's a trend that most teams want to try to um, try to stay away from. So I thought that was interesting. It maybe can lead to a, to a deeper conversation going forward, but the Steelers did say that they wanted to lighten the load for Najee Harris. Um Jason Pierre-Paul is also visiting the Ravens on a free agent visit. So um, the Ravens seem to like to, to sign, um, you know, throwback to Calais Campbell. They, they like to sign these uh, defensive ends, defensive tackles who are, um, you know, on the back nine of their career, as they'd say. But it seems to work out well for them. So Jason Pierre-Paul might be uh, might have some gas left in the tank and could bring it up uh, just up uh, the beltway here uh, from us to Baltimore. Um, Shawnee, is there anything else I'm missing? I know... I know we wanted to talk a little bit about Deshaun Watson. Um, was there something else that we were missing or something that I maybe uh, Aaron Donald, they restructured his contract Excellent. out in Los Angeles. Um, I don't have the exact numbers on it, uh, but basically he didn't get a new contract. He had made statements earlier this week saying that if, you know, things can't get done, he's at peace with retiring. Uh, you know, he got that mm-hmm. ring last year uh, that that was kind of the last thing he needed on his resume to seal the deal for him being one of the best NFL players of all time gets that done. So he's just like, you know, I, if I don't get a contract, I don't care. I mean, I'll just I'll walk away. I'll be at peace. Yep. It's not going to bother me. It's not going to you know eat me alive. And he ends up getting a re- restructured deal. Uh, I think if I'm not mistaken, he will be in Los Angeles through the 2024 season, which I would think is probably going to take him to the end of his career. Uh, if it's not before that. Yeah. And you'd have, I mean, you'd have to imagine, but I mean, he did say in an interview recently, which was, um, which is interesting. And it's always a true thing that we forget with these athletes is, is how much winning is so intoxicating. Like you'll, you'll look back on 
how much work these guys put into getting to a Super Bowl. And then you finally get there and it's just like, I want to do this again. I mean, how, Alex Ovechkin for the longest time with the Capitals with Nick Backstrom. And, uh, you know, we had this core group of guys that just never got to a cup and they were perennial playoff appearance guys, um, but they just couldn't get over the edge. And finally, when they did, you felt like, oh, is this Alex Ovechkin? Is he going to ride off of the sunset with his cup? And he just came back and went, dude, no, like, I want to do this again. I want to do this three or four more times. Um, and Aaron Donald expressed a lot of those similar sentiments. So um, I do think that that's, that's interesting. I mean, f- for the Rams, you, you have to keep him as long as, as he wants, right? I mean, every team has about two or three of those guys. You, you just don't want to let guys like that go. Mm-hmm. Um, and Aaron Donald, I mean, is he the best player in football? I, I, you know, outside of the quarterback position, it's unequivocally yes. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's a, that's a good move there by the Rams to, again, an, another example, just keeping the band together, trying to, uh, trying to get the most out of what you got in, in your assets. So I like that. Was there anything else I, I brushed over? I believe that is it. Okay, cool. Um, did you want to touch up on real quick, the Deshaun Watson story? Because I don't know. And, and while I'm bantering here, you can pull up the story and, and, and maybe give us a couple details that I might be missing here. Um, but this Deshaun Watson story is just not going away. <laughs> like, you know how many times last year we were waiting for it to kind of work itself out before the start of last season. And it just never did. Um, we were looking for opportunities to kind of say, okay, maybe this gets settled outside of court. He returns to the Texans. Maybe he plays, maybe he doesn't. Um, maybe there's a, a public statement, but there, there never was. It kind of just, he, he disappeared for a while and then that was it. And then come off season, he was the, he was the hot target. But there was such a red flag. There was so many red flags with Deshaun Watson, where you felt like whoever does this is going to give up a lot and put a lot on the line. Um, and by the time all was said and done, it ended up being the Browns, right? It was that was it going to be the Falcons? Is it going to be Cleveland? Like, what team is going to be the team that is going to take this big swing? Ended up being Cleveland and. Again, you, you see him come out for OTAs. You see him in a Browns uniform, and you feel like, okay, cool. This is this is working its way, you know, working its way out. And it seems like there's some resolution. He wasn't criminally charged. It looked like he settled outside of court with some people. I mean, it, it seemed like this was kind of working its way towards the end. But I don't, I, I can't really give you an answer, Sean, as to why this is not going gone away. And now we have two new accusations coming out. Um, we have. Uh, obviously some more details about I think the New York Times had a story about, hey, the Texans were involved in this and um, it goes much deeper than just Deshaun Watson. And it just feels like, oh, my goodness, this is like I mean, for us, for NFL fans and for people on the outside, you go, oh, my goodness, this is such a mess. And then for Cleveland, it's like, oh, my gosh, are is this guy ever going to play? Is he, yeah. he going to play this year? How much is he going to miss? Is he ever going to play? Um, walk me through maybe fill in some of the spots that I missed. Yeah, so um, I have been, yeah, I got the numbers up. Um, so let me scroll down here. So we have 24 women have sued him, including two who filed suits within the last week. So those are the two new ones that you mentioned. Yeah. Um, so in total, there are 66 women, 24 have sued him. Uh, if you remember a grand jury twice down in the Houston area declined to charge him. I don't, if I remember correctly, I don't remember that being uh that. Uh, big of a surprise, I should say, um, no. because it was basically a, a he said, she said type situation. It was very hard to get a grand jury uh, yeah. to, to indict someone on those. Um, 
we have two women who filed the criminal complaints uh, but did not sue them. Those were the two about there uh, that I just talked about. At least 15 therapists uh, have issued statements of support uh, for Watson at the request of his lawyer and gave him massages during that period. So you do have some uh, therapists, which is interesting, massage therapists on Watson's side saying, hey, I gave him a massage and nothing happened. Um, you know, so, so you have a total of 66 women, 24 are suing him two more this week and then you also which is interesting have some women saying they never had an issue with him yeah uh, i i know watson's attorney this week made some probably not the best comments um publicly um in terms of how the massages went down i won't you know if you guys want to look that up what he said you can um not the best thing to say on air um yeah it's just it's not a good situation for cleveland at all uh do i think he should be suspended I, I don't know. I mean, I, I believe in innocence until proven guilty. If all of a sudden he starts losing civil cases, I think the NFL has to act, right? I mean, you'd have to imagine. I mean, yeah. you, you'd have to imagine. I mean, it, this um, – and, I mean, it's it's been a headache for the NFL mm -hmm. for so long. And, I mean, you have the outside pressure, right? I mean, you have um, – you know, this, this is one of those national stories, right, that start to well believe – they go way outside the bounds – of football so you're, you're dealing with you know I mean, when you're dealing with anybody this is not just a, a personal conduct right and, and we talked about the difference between that is hey even if he's not criminally charged it doesn't mean he didn't break any sort of personal conduct policy for for the nfl um but it's still i mean it's it's still uh, out there and it just doesn't seem to be going away and um i i think the the bigger question for me because i don't know all the details of this right i, I don't know Deshaun Watson. I don't know the women. I don't know. And I don't pretend to know. Right. A lot of people out there like to pretend to know um, and jump to immediate conclusions. What I, what I can say is for a year and a half or, or at least for the better part of a year, um, this guy has just been just embroiled in controversy con constantly. Um, and, and now we're talking about two teams who have you know the Texans who were trying to make it work and, and it just didn't happen. I mean, you remember this all started with I hate the owner of the Texans. I don't want anything to do with the Texans. I will not play for them anymore to this crazy story coming out where with all these women and all this all I mean, just insane stories coming out where now it's OK. Well, not only does he not want to play for the Texans, he might not have the opportunity, the option to even play for the mm -hmm. Texans. And I think now we're talking about two different teams. So we have our, our the Texans who who had to move on prematurely from somebody they felt like was their franchise guy, who who was their franchise guy. And now Cleveland, who just gave up everything, they're in a clear win now situation. Now and this just and I think the one aspect of this that people are not talking about, Sean, it's 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 kind of to, to I guess to bring the conversation to um the next step here is Baker Mayfield. Right? Mm -hmm. No one's talking about Baker Mayfield right now. We just kind of assumed Baker Mayfield's just going to get pushed off into the ocean on a raft and uh, out of Cleveland and Deshaun Watson's in and Baker's out. Now, now we have no indication that Deshaun Watson starts week one. We don't even have an indication that he'll even start next year at all if he plays again. I mean, there's a gamut that is so wide of what happens with Deshaun Watson, um, whether he, he plays or not. Now this brings a very I mean, it, it's it's way it's it's beyond more than likely now that he'll at least miss some time um if not some extended time so that leaves cleveland with what baker and he, he's still there by the way he's still there um so that's kind of an interesting thing but i mean th there are so many layers to this sean watson story that 
it just feels it feels crazy to even like begin to walk through it because it's just such a mess. And I think Cleveland are, are really starting um, to feel the pressure because, you know, look, is it, is it August? No, it is June. And you're going to blink your eye and we're going to be right into, into July and we're going to be knocking right on the door of training camp here um, in another month and a half, which is almost too ridiculous to think about. Um, but just so much to, to, to play out. And um, I don't have any answers. I don't even have any guesses to answers, Sean. Um, so we'll see how this ends up going. But I mean, th- this situation doesn't seem to be getting any any better. I guess the waters continued to get murkier, which is odd to say a year after we were having this exact same discussion. So pretty ridiculous. But we will monitor um, all of that and, and, and get that to you guys as well. Um, anything else, Sean? Am I missing anything? I think it is time we're going to do a buy or sell episode. Love it. Love so it. buy or sell for those of you who don't know, it's me asking Connor or giving more giving Connor an idea. He has to either buy that idea, meaning, yeah, I like that. I agree with it. Or he can sell it and say, no, I don't want this. I don't agree with this idea. So I have a list of 28 that I have typed out right now. I don't think we'll get to all of them. Uh, we've actually talked about so. a few of them, um, but we will probably get, I don't know, maybe 10 to 15 minutes worth of buy or sell in and kind of sprinkle them out throughout the next couple episodes and uh so you guys aren't all uh bought or sold in one episode so we have plenty no, we don't want to buy around. everybody and sell no, everybody we don't want to buy everyone all right not awesome. a dealership so right, connor i have one for you and this is kind of a news or notes question uh apparently the commander's uh first open media ota i don't know if you heard about this it did not go as planned uh, there were some very questionable throws by Carson Wentz. I believe he threw three interceptions, one of which resulted in actually two wide receivers. I'm not sure their names. I'm sure you do. Who collided. And uh, I guess Ron Rivera is describing it as shoulder soreness. One of the receivers has. So my question to you, buy or sell, the media is making too big of a deal of the commander's first open media OTA. Buy. And by the way, I, I will I will gladly go around to all 32 NFL teams and buy. Because here's the reality, Shawnee. It's June. We're talking the NHL and the uh, NBA, and that's no one really cares about the MLB at this time. I, I Look, I know there's baseball fans out there that will say, no, people care. I promise they don't. Um, <laughs> so this, I, I, I can assure you that. Um, I, I buy it because look, we're, everyone's looking for a story, right? Everyone mm-hmm. is. And look, the whole point of OTAs is that these guys are playing for each other and with each other for the first time, like for the first time. Of course, there's going to be dudes running into each other. And of course, Carson Wentz is throwing three interceptions. Do you think he's going to take more chances with, you know, no pads on with shirts on and playing seven on seven than he would on a Sunday? Yeah, of course. Because sometimes you do that to give your 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 guys a chance. Go see, go test out uh, the verticality of a receiver. Go test out contested catches for a tight end. I mean, this happens all the time. Um, so yeah, I buy that. I mean, the media love this stuff, and it's like they did the same with Jack Del Rio. He had a comment, uh, and and God forbid he had a different opinion, and everybody just decided oh, we're going to make this a national story. And it's like, okay, let's let's not though. I know you guys are bored, and I get it. I understand it. I'm a sports writer. I know what it's like. When you're in kind of the dry part of the NFL calendar and you're looking for stories, I get it. Just please acknowledge that you're doing this because you don't have much else to talk about. That's all I'm saying. So I buy it. All right. Buy or sell. This one is one I've wanted to talk about for a while. Something I noticed throughout the Bills playoff run and later in the season. So buy or sell. 
Josh Allen's willingness to take a hit should concern us all about him getting injured. I'm going to sell that. Okay. Um, because he hasn't, this hasn't been a problem yet. Right. And I mean, this goes back to his days in college where this hasn't been an issue yet. Where I totally agree if we're talking about Robert Griffin. I totally agree if we're talking about Carson Wentz. Right. I totally agree if we're talking about guys who are running around out there and getting hurt. Um, we haven't seen it from Josh Allen. He's built like a Mack truck. I mean, this this guy runs <laughs> like a fullback. I mean, he's got a cannon arm. So I'm going to sell it because I haven't seen it. And, and the reality is, is how many times have we come out and said, these quarterbacks need to learn to slide. Do you know who never could never slide? And I love him. And, and he's um, he I, I always loved him when he was. It was Jason Campbell. The guy couldn't slide here in Washington. He couldn't. Um, he could never slide. He was constantly getting tackled if he moved outside the pocket. Now, he wasn't a running quarterback by any by any stretch. He's like 6'5", two, you know, 255, just a big guy. Um, but he never got hurt because <laughs> he was so big. And it was just he just didn't allow himself to get teed up. And if he did, he was lowering his shoulder. And that's just, that's just how it happened. Now, Josh, I'm not comparing Josh Allen to Jason Campbell, two totally different quarterbacks. But, um, no, I'm going to sell that just because I haven't seen it yet. And um, I think – I don't think Bills fans should all of a sudden be concerned about that now. I mean, you've had a couple seasons now where you've watched him run around the field and throw the ball around like it's seven on sevens and it seems to be working out just fine for him. So I'm going to sell that, Johnny. All right. Buy or sell. The NFC North is the Vikings to lose. Uh, I'm going to sell it just because Aaron Rodgers is still in that division. Um, you know, I, I think the Packers roster has gotten worse. I mean, the departure of Devontae Adams, I think, is going to be much bigger than people think. Um, and I don't think they did too much to really, really bolster their roster at all. But I I don't know. The, the, the Vikings, I think, I think the Vikings have a lot of promise. I think with Kevin O'Connell there at their head coach spot, I think Kirk is going to step up. And I think that offense is going to take flight, to be totally honest with you. I still just have worries about that Vikings defense. I know they dealt with a lot of injuries last year, but um, I still have worries about the interior of that defense. Um, their secondary is also aging a little bit. I know Harrison Smith is on the back nine, but um, I, I'm, I'm going to say the Packers just because each year that I've said the Vikings are going to take a step up, they just haven't. So I'm going to kind of revert back to the same mentality I answered with the Bills and say, for now, I'm just going to say the Packers because I haven't really been proven wrong otherwise. Okay. Buy or sell. The commanders have a really tall task and won't be able to finish it in replacing Landon Collins. They won't be able to replace him. Sell. I sell, sell. that. Um, okay. Yeah. And, and Landon Collins stepped up a little bit, uh, honestly, as he kind of became everyone just can, can't stop wanting to use the term Buffalo nickel because it's the most annoying thing ever because <laughs> everyone just because they'll say it and it's like. Okay, you just you just heard somebody say it, so now you're gonna say it three billion times and tweet about it, and then you're gonna post a video on YouTube of you taking a pen and pointing and saying Buffalo Nickel three times at at a YouTube clip. Sorry. No, no, I'm gonna sell because Landon Collins before he moved to that that position, that kind of linebacker hybrid role, he really, really struggled. Um, really, really struggled. Um I think Bobby McCain stepped it up a little bit towards the end of the year. Um, and I think Cameron Curl is a great safety. So I think at that safety position, I think they're, they're locked up. And, and to be honest with you, even if Landon Collins did have a good year, I still think it would have been that linebacker move or nothing. Um, 
don't discount Landon Collins returning to Washington, though, because I, mm-hmm. I think Landon Collins and his agent are, are probably overestimating his market value. Um, and I, the fact that he's still a free agent kind of speaks to that. Um, and I think for him, uh, he realizes that there might be as much as he doesn't. And I don't necessarily blame him. You know, you're a professional. You've been playing one position your entire life. And now all of a sudden you want to change. But I think he does see that there is opportunity for him to be a pretty darn good kind of hybrid linebacker um, type of player. Uh, and I think that if he fights it out here in Washington, maybe takes a little bit less money and maybe a one-year prove-it deal, he can go next year um, if he finds some success there and go get himself paid again um, in the free agent market. But for right now, it doesn't look like the market is too hot for him. So I'm going to sell that idea that they're going to have a hard time replacing him because I actually think, to be honest with you, no matter what he did last year, I think he was already replaced. Okay, awesome. And by the way, that was an NFL.com buy or sell. So I pulled it from there. I did not pull that one. Yeah. Out, of, out of my own, uh, you know, where I like that. All right. This is my own, though, because this is an interesting one. Buy yeah. or sell Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller or Josh McDaniels, new Edelman and Gronkowski. Uh, I'll sell because Derek Carr is not Tom Brady, but I don't I don't see them being used dissimilarly. I, I think Darren Waller is, you know, could be at, at you know, he's a top three tight end in football. Um, I think he can. You know, and, and I think with Derek Carr, it, it, him improving helps nothing more than his stock. I think Hunter Renfro absolutely can be used the way that Edelman was. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I think the Edelman Gronk comparisons, you're comparing, you know, one of the better slot receivers in, in recent NFL history to, you know, and, and, and one of the better tight ends in NFL history too, um, with, with Gronk and Edelman. Um, so, I think the X factor there was Tom Brady, and I don't think the Raiders quite have that. But I do think that they'll they'll be used similarly. I'll sell that idea just because, you know, when, when we're comparing those two, I, I think they're on different leagues, um, especially in their prime. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will I, I will buy the idea that they're they're going to be used very very uh, very uniquely and, and, and similarly as well. All right, buy or sell. We are right now June 9th, twenty twenty two. We are within one year of seeing Kyler Murray leave the Cardinals. He will leave the Cardinals within the next year. Dude, I'm, I'm going to buy that, honestly. There's been way too much smoke to not be a spark somewhere, mm-hmm. right? Like, there has been way too much noise for there not to be some sort of break or some sort of of, of little chip, you know, chip in the armor. Um, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to buy it. I mean, I don't know how. I don't know how it's going to work itself out. I, mm-hmm. I, I can't really give you an answer as to you know what is going to play out but i think coming out of the draft there were so many questions about kyler murray and his ability to his maturity right i mean the, his, his ability to handle being down his ability to handle you know getting his bell rung a little bit um and it seems as if from the again this is me from the outside not being in that organization uh covering it every day and or knowing kyler murray from the outside it looks like those things are coming to fruition a little bit um and it Clearly, based on last offseason, the Cardinals think they're, you know, a year away. If not, they're in win-now mode. You know, they go out and get those aging veterans to go do it. It's A.J. Green. It's J.J. Watt. It's, you know, it's those guys to, to come in and immediately make an impact. Um, they're playing the win-now game, not the long-term game. And if it's not going to happen this year, um, when is it going to happen? And Or does it happen? So I'll buy that, Sean. I can't really give you an answer as to how, but I'll buy it. All right. I like it. So that's going to conclude by yourself right now. I do have one more thing for us. Give so this, 
I have five comparison questions. I'm going to ask you who is under more pressure, and I'm going to name two players, two coaches, two teams, okay? Okay. All right, so you're going to have to let me know who is under more pressure, Belichick or McDaniels, Josh McDaniels out in Las Vegas. If you remember, last time McDaniels left a head coaching to go be a head coach, it was not good, did not end well. Yeah, I think this is McDaniels, and and it's because I think if Belichick – look, Belichick has earned the right to just quit. (laughs) <laughs> Belichick has earned the right to just say, uh, I'm done here. We're done. I'm the best of all time. Go away. Right. He has earned the right to show up on game day and go, hmm, I'm not feeling it. I'm just going to not show up anymore. Um, he's earned that. McDaniels is not right. And it's the, the running back after taking the Colts job, kind of the running back to mommy style of I need to go back to, you know, to the Patriots because I, I just I got a better deal there. Um that did not play well in NFL circles for a while. And obviously it really hurt his ability to get a head coaching gig up to now. Um, so yeah, there is a lot, a lot of pressure on that. And obviously his first head coaching gig did not go well with Denver. You know, he tries to go and take the, um, you know, Colts job, you know, beelines the other direction. So, yeah, I mean, this, this is a really important, um, this is a really important situation here um, with the Raiders. And, and I think, I think the Raiders are also, they've got a good enough roster to where, I, I don't think they're two or three years away. Um, I think two tops. I think they've got a really good roster. And, and I think with the Mike Mayock experience going so south and then the really bitter ending um, for John Gruden, kind of this this just crazy ending for him. Um, I, I think they want a stable coach. I think they want somebody who can go in there and, and produce results pretty quickly. Um, because, you know, well, I mean, the Raiders talk about a franchise who have gone through the ringer in the last year with, with John Gruden and then the Henry Ruggs situation. I mean, the Damon Arnett situation, just crazy, crazy stories one after the other um, in Las Vegas. So um, yeah, I, I do think that it's, it's, it's really important for McDaniels to kind of get things going most importantly, get things going on kind of a, in, in a, in a quicker manner. I, I Bill Belichick just says zero pressure. I mean, he can basically quit when he wants to. <laughs> All right. Who's under more pressure, Russell Wilson or Patrick Mahomes? Um, that's a good question. I would say, um, I would say for, I, I would probably say, oh man, I'd probably say Patrick Mahomes. Okay. I know that sounds weird. I'd say Patrick Mahomes because I guess my rationale here is I, I think Russell Wilson will get that first year, no matter what, how good or bad it goes. I think he'll get that first year grace period. Um, the chiefs are just far too good to have one Super Bowl. Um, mm-hmm. in the last, I mean, they're just, they're too good. You felt like they were the new Patriots where they'd be in the next, you know, five Super Bowls and win four of them, or they'd at least make six appearances and win three of them kind of thing. And, um, after their first win, it, you know, it, it hasn't really panned out that way. And, um, I think it was a really disappointing end of the season, um, last year in the AFC title game, but, I do think that there's a bit of pressure on Patrick Mahomes because of that humongous contract, that just gargantuan deal that he signed that has left the Chiefs, you know, having to let go of Tyreek Hill. Um, And this is where, you know, this is where those big contracts are going to start limiting you and your ability to go get guys. And it makes drafting that much more important. Now, they've done it well. They've drafted well. But, um, yeah, I mean, that monstrous contract makes, makes for things, you know, makes things tough but uh, he's done nothing but play well right mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes I mean at the start of last season that was a different story but he's really done nothing but play well so there's no indication that you know it's his fault I think that's a that's a that's a social media thing 
Um, that's not a reality thing. But I don't know, Shawnee. I, I, I would say Patrick Mahomes just based on the fact that um, just based on the fact that the, 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 the Chiefs don't want to be showing up to the playoffs next year at 10 and six. You know, they, mm-hmm. you know, they, there is some pressure for them to, to, you know, they still have a lot of the band together from um, their, their Super Bowl run and victory. Um, so I think there's more pressure for them uh, to win right now than, than I'd say Denver is. Um, although Denver's built to win now, but I, I think Patrick Mahomes has probably more pressure there. All right. Who has more pressure, Carson Wentz or Jalen Hurts? Uh, I think Carson Wentz right now. I, if this Carson Wentz experience goes south, I, I think it's a wrap for him in terms of starting in the NFL. Um, okay. Maybe I'll backtrack and say not starting in the NFL, but having the keys handed to him, right? Actively people seeking him out as, as their starter. Mm. Um, it's a really good comparison because I, I, I think um, I think Jalen Hurts' leash is just going to be longer because he's younger. Um, and there's also, you know, it sounds funny to say, but if you have failed at something with one team, there's always a scapegoat, right? There's always a, hey, this system didn't work. Hey, Nick Sirianni didn't use me correctly. Hey, I didn't have a great relationship with this guy in the locker room or, hey, um, you know, this this scheme didn't work for me. Again, none of those excuses have been used. And not even saying that they're excuses because some of them are valid, but um, – I think for Jalen Hurts, it's easier for him to move on from Philly and and maybe find a coordinator that really likes him or a system that fits him better if they wanted to do that. For Carson Wentz, I don't think the leash is uh, even a leash. I think it's just kind of being held by the collar, to be totally honest (laughs) with you. Um, And that's not to say he won't succeed. I, I wrote an article that said there's three reasons Carson Wentz could really genuinely succeed in Washington. I could be wrong. I could be right. Who knows? Um, but I'd say right now it's Carson Wentz. All right, who's under more pressure, Ryan Tannehill or Matt Ryan? Um, that's a good one too. I'd say Ryan Tannehill because he's younger. I think for Matt Ryan, if it doesn't work out, he retires. I think for for um for Ryan Tannehill, I think you know for for him, he's got Malik Willis on his back, and he's made it very clear how how he feels about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, he he made that very clear, uh, but. <laughs> I think for Ryan Tannehill, I think the pressure is on because if he comes out and is flat or clearly looks like Malik Willis as a rookie is outplaying him, um, I, I don't know what team is going to – because I, I still think he has a couple of years ahead of him in his career. I think Matt Ryan is the last stop no matter what, uh, for better or worse. I think he's – he's uh, you know, I think this is it for him. This is his, uh, his final, uh, final rally call. But uh, for Ryan Tannehill, I think he has a couple more years left in the tank. And whether he – which I don't think he'll play in Tennessee – um, I think this is going to be a m- very important year to figure out what his market is next year. Um, obviously, Tennessee can't cut him with all the money they're giving him, so um, we'll see. But I think for him, it's it's you know you're you're basically playing this year, um, and this will dictate your market for next year. So, righty. So last one I have as I accidentally open up Apple TV on my computer. I hate when that happens. I hate hitting my the wrong tabs. Ever. Um, yep. All right. Who has more pressure? The Cowboys who had a really disappointing end to the season or the Bills who I would think is everybody's Super Bowl favorite or almost everybody's Super Bowl favorite coming into the year? Who has more pressure? I I, I just have to say Dallas. I don't, I, you know, and it's, 
it's weird because the Bills do have pressure, right? They they absolutely do have pressure, and, and they have fallen short every time. And it's not like the Chiefs who have, you know, I, I think they're, they're as talented as the Chiefs, and, you know, they haven't been able to make it work at all. Um, at least the Chiefs have a Super Bowl and, you know, have, have kind of made it work, and it, it felt like last year was the closest they got, and I, I feel like this year they're, they're even going to be closer. Um, look, for Dallas, it's... Look, being a Washington fan here, I love when Dallas sucks. I'm, I'm happy when they fail, and that's a good thing. For me, when they're bad, it's as good as you know Washington being good. I know it sounds awful and petty, but it's just it's how it is. Um, this is just – with that being said, I thought Dallas was as talented of a team as there was in the league last year. As much as I hate them, they were – I mean, everywhere. There wasn't a spot in their roster that wasn't good. Micah Parsons is going to be a headache for any team facing him for the next 10 years. Their offensive line, although, you know, albeit taking a step back from two or three years ago, is still a strength. The running back by committee, their wide receivers, Dak Prescott, is a franchise quarterback. Um, you know, I mean, Trayvon – I mean, they just go through their roster. I mean, there's, there's, not, there's not a weak spot. There's no excuse for them to get bounced out of the first round like they did last year at home. There's just no excuse for it. Um, I think for Mike McCarthy, there's just so much pressure. I mean, there's there's everything on the line for him there. Um, you know, Dak is is not getting younger. Um, the Zeke contract is still anchoring down this team. Um, you know, if, if it doesn't, I felt like their window was last year. I think they're they're you know I think they're they're going to be a step down this year. Albeit they have a very easy schedule, so I, I could see them winning 13 games pretty easily. Um, I think they're too talented to be showing up and getting bounced out of the first round. They're, they're, they're too talented to have um, what they had to happen last year. Again, I think the pressure is really on Dallas to, to for that not to happen. Um, mm-hmm. I think their ceiling's a little similar. I think the Bills have a higher ceiling. Obviously, I just think they're a better team. But, um, but for Dallas, I mean, last year cannot happen again. It just it can't happen <laughs> yeah. again. I mean, let's be clear. I want it to happen again, but it can't. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for buy or sell, Connor. Uh, thank you very much. So we did some buy or sell. We did a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, who has more pressure. We'll uh, continue like those. That. And I'll continue to get you uh, some some ideas and some thoughts in your head so that you can uh, spew off your endless NFL knowledge uh, much more than I have. No, um, I appreciate it, Connor. Well, listen, I'm either talking to you and the listeners or I'm telling this stuff to my wife over the dinner table where she'll just be sitting there thinking, okay, awesome. Where's the nearest divorce lawyer? When, when can I just get out of this as quick <laughs> as possible? So um, it's great, Johnny. That's an awesome segment. So um, again, for those listening on the podcast, um, thank you. Continue to subscribe, continue to leave a five-star review. Um, like us on Instagram. You see that right below. Um, go ahead at after for the review pod um, and like us on Facebook. Um, I'm going to be more active on Facebook because you know, we, we don't have as big of a Facebook audience, which is hilarious because we have a massive Instagram audience, but we don't have a huge Facebook audience. So I'm going to, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to, to help our uh, Facebook uh, viewers and listeners out. And I think this is a great first step. So these um, podcasts will be available, obviously, wherever you get your podcast. So if you're stumbling across us on YouTube or you're seeing a Facebook live stream out of nowhere, um, you can find us anywhere you get your podcast. It's Spotify. It's Apple. Um, you can ask Alexa to play after further review with Connor Forrest, and she's going to take care of everything for you. Um, but if you want the visual side of things, 
you can go on to your, our YouTube pages after further review with Connor Forrest. We're going to upload this every time. And then um, we'll put these up on, on Instagram as well. So I just think it's another great way to interact with people. It's another great way for you guys to, to see us. And um, I, I just think it's exciting, Sean. I think it's, it's going to be fun. And this is an aspect of it that we, we've been wanting to do for a while. And we now have the platform to do it. We got the space to do it. And um, it's going to be great. We're going to have a lot of fun. It will. It's going to be awesome. But uh, is there anything I'm missing? I think that's it, man. I'll see you next week. All right. Next week it is. We will be back with more. Um, I'm sure there's plenty of nonsense that will be taking place and we'll be on top of it all. But uh, for Connor Ford, Shawnee Olette, thank you so much for joining us. After further reviews in the books, we will see you guys next week. And as always, I will catch you guys on the other side.